0: Hello my wonderful beautiful friends guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly think the world revolves around them and nobody matters. And in today's episode, boy oh boy, we've got Karens calling cops on three year olds, people stealing from others, family members breaking into homes to trash them, guys it's wild. I hope you enjoy the stories, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So this happened a few months ago. I was doing my normal monthly grocery shopping at Walmart. I'm in the meat section, getting what my family needs and will use for the month. I'm also terminally ill, so my weight fluctuates a decent bit. My fingers swell and shrink, depending on what kind of day I'm having. At this moment, my hands were as small as they would ever get. While putting a roast in my cart, my ring slips off, clangs its way through the bottom of the cart, and falls on the floor, where it bounced a couple of feet. Enter the entitled Ken. This man looks me directly in my eyes, picks the ring up, and puts it into his pocket. I was shell-shocked, and I froze. I mumbled a quiet, thanks, uh, can I have my ring back? And the guy makes no move to give my ring back until an employee makes it known that she saw the whole fiasco happen, and she would be calling the cops if he didn't hand it over. The guy then said something akin to, I found it on the ground, so it's mine. He then immediately handed it to me, despite his protest. Like, what in the legitimate hell made him decide that he could just take my ring? Oh my goodness, guys. Like, this is how entitled some people really can be. When you watch someone with your own two eyes pick up something you dropped and claim that they found it on the ground. Like, that man took finders keepers to the next level. And this person shares their comment and says, This happened to me in high school. I took off my rings to wash my hands and I turned to leave without them because I'm absent-minded and forgot. But before I open the door, I remember and I turn around just to see a girl slipping them into her pocket. I ask for my rings back and she goes, what rings? I then reach into her pocket and take them and she goes, whoa whoa whoa, those are mine. I just turn around and say, no they're not and leave. It was truly bizarre but I also expect high school girls to be a bit more entitled than a grown-ass man in this post. And this person says, guys, I found a very sparkly bracelet when cleaning a Wendy's when I was a teen. I handed it to my manager, asking if nobody claimed it that I would get it. After a couple of weeks, with it in the safe in the office, nobody claimed it, and my manager hands it over. A few years later, I had it appraised. It was 18 karat gold with diamonds and natural rubies, and I still have it. So yeah, what happened to both OPs, I'm just shaking my head at so hard. But guys, let me know, has that ever happened to you? Share your crazy stories down below. So this happened like a year ago. I'm doing truck driving in a moving company in the big cities, and due to that, I have to park in some crappy places due to customers living in crowded places. I had one gig where I had to drive like 150 kilometers to another city to do moving services with a team for a company. So once we got there, we saw that there was construction work going on right next door, which resulted to part of the sidewalk being taken by it. Also, because it had only one right lane for safety reasons, I had to park my truck partly on the sidewalk so cars wouldn't run into each other. Perfectly normal. I made sure that there was enough room for people to pass on by. Again, this is completely legal in my country to park like this during the packing of a vehicle. So it was about 30 minutes and there he was. This middle-aged guy on a bike comes over. First, he came to my truck and he starts taking pictures. Now I didn't mind because this kind of behavior is nothing new to me. The guy then says, hey, You have to move your truck. You're not allowed to park on this sidewalk like this. I respond, No man, I'm in the middle of work and there's obviously enough room that you could go through. He then responds, What if someone comes through with children and a stroller? It'll be a tight squeeze. You know that parking like this is illegal, right? I respond, No it's not. You can look it up if you want. Call the police. He then screams at me, Move your truck right now. This is illegal. At this point, my coworkers come from inside to bring more stuff for me to pack into the truck. Coworker one says, What's going on? I basically tell him, some a-hole's trying to make me move my truck, so nothing unusual, just pay them no mind. Coworker number two asks him, Don't you have anything better to do than to harass people who's trying to do their job? The man then screams, move this truck or I'm gonna call the police. I'll do it. At that, we all just smile and leave him to his BS and keep working because we know that he can't do anything. The guy then proceeds to make a few phone calls, one to the company I work for, and demanded to speak to the owner. After that, he keeps spewing his BS, saying he's calling the police right now. We just ignore it because we have a lot of places to visit, and we know we'll be doing at least two hours of overtime without him bothering us. So around 15 minutes go by, and he comes back screaming, move the truck or I'll call the police. I just smile and ask, well, who did you call just now then? At that, he goes silent for a minute, and he keeps spewing about my illegal parking actions. It's at that very moment, a police car comes rolling down the road. I made it a point to wave and shout, hey officers, and the police looked at the situation, slowed down, smiled, and kept on driving. And you guys should have seen the look on his face when the cops didn't do anything about it. It was the middle of the day, so by now, there were a lot of trucks all over the place, taking up sidewalks in the area. Like postal trucks, vehicles bringing food to stores. So I tell him, dude, you can't go around harassing the other truck drivers either. I'm not the only one parked like this. Let people do their jobs and make a living. The guy is fuming at this point, so me and my coworkers just give up and basically tell him to F off. The guy finally decides to leave, but it's not over yet. The guy basically shouts that he's gonna go and post all about this incident to Facebook, to all of his 100 friends, and in this community group, all the while he's taking pictures of us. My coworker is a part of the Facebook community group, and he actually saw the guy make the post. The guy was basically rambling how I was an a-hole for parking there. And we workers were disrespectful to him. Saying how, quote, they just thanked me for the laughs that they got out of me. And how we all need to be fired, trying to slander us online and ruin this company. First, I didn't pay no mind. But then, he had also ranted that he was almost fined for calling the emergency number on us. And that they warned him if he called again, that he would get fined for disrupting the emergency line or some stuff. But yeah, happy ending. It was a long ass day, but we got a lot of good laughs about it, and the construction workers also laughed and asked, what the hell was that about? Even our boss talked to us about it, and he laughed. How some people can be that stupid. Oh yeah, some people clearly have nothing better going on in their lives, that they have all that time to spend harassing people who are trying to make a living. And yes, as for taking the time to post to the Facebook group, what an a-hole move. I didn't get what I wanted that day, so I'm just gonna post to Facebook and lie and try to ruin this company. Like, take the hint, dude. If cops aren't gonna do anything about it, maybe you should just let it go, too. But that's entitled mentality for you guys. They're never wrong, and they have to fight until the end. Okay, so this happened a few years back, and I had to share. My neighbor is a complete Karen. Anyways, when I moved in a few years ago, I thought I might have gotten off on the wrong foot with this Karen. Now, not wanting to be the a-hole, I decide to speak with Karen's neighbor on the other side. So I knock, explain who I am, and basically say, do you find that Karen can be difficult? At that, the nice neighbor laughs. He rubs his hands together and said, how long you got? So this happened during the height of COVID. It was nice neighbor's 3-year-old child's birthday. As per the guidances they had in my area, they invited one other household around to have a barbecue in their outdoor garden to celebrate. A few hours into lunch, the police knock on the door. Karen called the police on a three-year-old's birthday party. They had reports that a giant party was happening at this very address, and they were breaking protocol. Of course, nice neighbor explained the situation to the police, and the police apologizes for any inconvenience and let them carry on. Now we would think that it's over, right? But no, since Karen couldn't get them to shut down the party, she got mad and she reported the family and their friends to the police the next day, stating suspected abuse on their little ones. She basically stated that because the children were screeching and screaming, which was them playing with water pistols, and the parents were being drunk and disorderly, which is also nonsense, that the kids should be taken away by police. Once again, when the police arrived, nice neighbors saw red, but they managed to keep it together. The police then spoke to the kids, who were all happy, but just confused as to why the police kept showing up. They also spoke to the adults sitting around outside with two beers and half a bottle of wine between the four of them. Again, the police let them carry on with what they were doing. I think the police should have done something to Karen, but I don't know the law. So yeah, some people just can't stand to see others happy, guys. Like, just because you have nobody that visits you, Karen, doesn't mean you can try to make others miserable. Now, I say that, but I do feel bad for some people. Like, some people just need a hug and someone to talk to. Like, my neighbor. I'm slowly working on chipping away at her mean attitude, guys. Like, she's gone from glaring daggers into my soul to saying hi to me now. This person says, My neighbor did this too. We, my mom and two three-year-olds, were taking a walk and just happened to be in front of her driveway when she came home and had to wait until we walked past. The woman then called the police because we were blocking access to her home. Again, guys, you really have to wonder how miserable someone truly is to do petty things like that to people. My old roommate Karen was an aspiring CEO of a startup. She was a roommate in a shared house I lived in during my internship at a tech company. Her biggest fear in life was that someone would steal her startup idea. So the first time we met, she asked whether I worked with her competitors, and asked me for proof. She then introduced me to someone named Fred, whom she called her friend, and she said was always willing to drive her around for shopping. Later I realized that's her definition of friends, people whom she could use. Fred was also a freelance graphic designer, whom Karen had hired to design her pitch deck. As months passed by, Fred and I got closer, as we have similar hobbies. And soon, he confided in me that Karen hasn't paid him for the hours he did her last deck. Karen's been telling everyone in the house that she's broke. So Fred did feel bad for asking for his payment, but Fred really needed the money too. I merely cheered him up and said nothing other than, well, let's hope she'll get her funding soon with the new deck. Then, Karen asked Fred to change some numbers in the slides, because she said investors would like to see updated numbers, at that, Fred refused to do so, until Karen pays him for the last job, or at least signs a written agreement that she would pay in installment by a deadline. In the meantime, seeing that Fred and I were spending a lot of time together, which means she lost her driver, Karen was talking behind my back with other housemates, accusing me of being a bad and evil roommate and cheating on my boyfriend with Fred. Once, after asking when my internship would end, she suddenly just told me to leave my boyfriend and stay with Fred, I just smiled and said, uh, that's none of your business. I also want to note that Fred and I were just friends. I would leave the area once my internship ended, go back to live with my long-term boyfriend, and Fred knew that for a fact. Nothing happened between us. With that said, she also thought that I convinced Fred to never help her again with her deck. I did no such thing. Fred is an adult, and he can make his own decision on what to do with his life. So basically, Karen was trying to kick me out of the house, as she had done once to another roommate, and she was proud of it. However, she didn't get any support from the others because everyone else was also fed up with her. So Karen decides to move out because, quote, she felt the house's environment is toxic, and how we never give her what she wants. We were sharing a bedroom, and I was relaxing on my bed when Karen was packing her stuff. Small details are big surfaces? All of a sudden she says, hey, I'm moving out. I hope you treat Fred well. I hope you know that everyone in this house is sad that I'm leaving, and how I'm losing a good friend like him. Your personal life is ruining my startup, you know, spending all this time with Fred. I respond, hey, don't drag me into your problem with him. I have nothing to do with it. If you have a problem with him, talk to him. Don't talk to me. Karen says, of course it has everything to do with you. He's in love with you, can't you see it? All he wants to do is hang out with you instead of working for me. Hearing Karen say that, I roll my eyes and say, the problem is you haven't paid him. Who wants to keep working for someone who never pays them? You need to solve that issue professionally, don't make it personal. Karen then says, he refused to help with my deck because of you. Why would you tell him that I have to pay up? I told my friends about it, and they were livid. I tell her, see, that's exactly your problem. Instead of talking to him directly, you talk to other people about it, and using someone is wrong. You have to pay him. And that's when I hit the bullseye. After that, she was spouting things that don't make any sense. She said, I don't know anything about startups, and that her mom is sick, and she could lose the money that she put into her daughter's startup. And I'm thinking, whose fault is that? She then goes on and says that she's now broke, and she's trying hard to get funding for her startup. So she desperately needs her new deck, and needs people to do work for free. It's at that point, I put my headphones on trying to sleep. I wasn't really interested to hear what she was whining about because I needed to get up early for work the next day. The next morning, I found out that she started sending Fred threatening emails, demanding Fred to send her the raw files of the design as soon as possible and to sign a non-disclosure agreement because she's afraid that people will steal her idea and her research data. Fred refused, because he didn't want that she could trick another designer to do it for her, for free. I wanted to free Fred of Karen's hateful emails, and to help Karen as well. So I send her a message through LinkedIn. This wasn't our first exchange, and I have screenshots of the conversation, so this is accurate. I say to Karen, Hi Karen, instead of wasting your time harassing someone you can't afford to pay to work for you, you could change the deck yourself. Karen responds, This is your fault. You don't understand startups. Get your personal life out of my company. If you're unable to get yourself out, third parties will. You have until midnight to get yourself out of my company, so it can proceed properly. If you contact me again, I'm calling the police for harassment and looking into a restraining order. I'm calling the police. I was writing my long reply, so I didn't read her last message about restraining orders and calling the police when I hit send. After that, I stopped sending messages, because it's hopeless, I thought. And that's what she wanted. But then, Karen starts spamming me, message after message. The first message said, Get your personal life the F out of my company. You have until midnight to make things right. Investors are waiting for a fixed deck. The second message is, If your personal life is in my company, have Fred send an editable version to this guy to fix. He's in tech. The third message, I really am contacting police if you reach out to me again. The fourth message, please stop. Message number five, I asked you to stop, why aren't you stopping? The last message is, I'm calling the cops. At that point, I felt like I was the one being harassed, since I said absolutely nothing, and she kept messaging me one after the other. But what creeps me out is that she stalked me online to find out who my boyfriend is, possibly from Facebook. Anyways, she was proven to be delusional, so I blocked her on LinkedIn and Facebook. I guess she didn't know this feature exists. Otherwise, she would simply do that when she desperately wanted me to stop contacting her. I wonder how her startup's doing now. Guys, I don't think anyone would want to deal with Karen after that. And seriously, I wonder how the call to police went. It was probably like, hi, police, I want you to arrest her because she talked to my employee about asking to get paid when I want them to work for free. Because of her, he doesn't want to work for free anymore. He actually wants me to pay him. Please arrest her for freeing my slave. Again, some people are just in their own worlds, guys. Like, I don't know how startups work, but I'm pretty sure you should always pay people to do work for you. So this basically started because my aunt needs money for college. Now, I could have helped her, but I chose not to because she got help from my dad and uncle in the past, dropped out of college, and she wouldn't pay them back like she said she would. So with that, I told her I wasn't going to help her then cut contact with all relatives who attacked me in the family group chat for refusing to help her. Things have been alright ever since. With that said, I decided to go on my vacation two weeks ago, and I chose my 19-year-old brother to watch my house because I trust him. Now to what happened. When I was in Germany, I got a WhatsApp call from my brother, saying how when he was away to get food and came home, he found our aunt's car right next to the house. And when he went to check, he found that she broke the back door to get inside and was looking through my stuff to most likely find something of value to steal. She had no idea that my brother was watching the house. She thought the house was empty. So my brother calls her out and said if she didn't get out, he would call the police. She refused and she said I owed her because now she has to take out loans to continue college. And she believed that I should help pay her loans. He ends up calling the cops and messaging our dad. And when she realized, she went to her car and she drove off. When the cops and my dad came, he told them what happened and showed the camera footage, which shows how she broke the door to get inside to wreck the place. The cops took a copy of the footage and told my dad that they would handle the rest, and they would keep in contact with him when they finished with her. My dad told me that they caught her later in the night in her friend's apartment and that they were going to charge her with breaking and entering and damaging my property. Now my aunt's in jail and she has a court hearing and I need to be in the trial. My vacation was basically ruined. I didn't know my aunt was capable of doing something like that. I will press charges against her for all the damages she did to my stuff. I'm not gonna go easy on her for what she did. And if anyone in my family is going to be against me, they can go F themselves. Yeah guys, I've said it once and I'll say it again, entitled family members are the worst. And the crazy thing is, despite the aunt breaking and entering OP's place, he's probably still seen as the bad guy because he didn't give her money for college. Like, that is wild, guys. She broke into her nephew's home while he was on vacation to steal things of value to sell because she thought she was owed money for college. In my opinion, she's where she needs to be. An entitled thief needs to go to jail. Doesn't matter if they're family or not. So before we begin, I'm well aware that fathers are equally responsible for their children and her husband was with her on the flights. But he wasn't present for the conversation. It was only with my sister, so the focus is on her. With that said, my sister Chelsea has two kids. One is 22 months, and the other is 6 months. And last month, her and her husband decided to go on a holiday to Europe, before they would have to buy a seat for the kids. She said her kids were terrible flyers, and basically cried the whole time on both trips. We're from Australia. She said the whole time, they wouldn't settle. She's made a lot of passive-aggressive posts on social media about how entitled non-parents are about kids on planes. And how some people need to have more sympathy for moms because they're suffering more than they are because their babies won't settle. And being a parent is hard. My sister's kind of being whiny in general since she's become a mom, always complaining how hard it is, and she makes a lot of snide comments to me how it must be nice that I get to sleep in, etc, because I've chosen not to have kids. So the plain situation came up when I saw her last night. She starts talking about it again, and I asked her if something specific happened or if someone was rude to her about the kids, and she admitted that they weren't really happy. She said that people looked visibly annoyed, as the kids refused to settle. And how on one of the flights, the person next to her asked the flight attendant if there was anywhere else she could sit and then looked really disappointed when told that there wasn't because the flight was full. My sister also said that they were rude because none of them offered to help her with her kids or give her reassuring smiles and comments telling her it's okay. I said that people have the right to be annoyed at a baby crying the whole way from Australia to Singapore on a flight that leaves at 1am in the morning and lands at 9am and my sister lost it. She went off saying that they don't have the right to be annoyed and her kids have the right to fly. I told her I never said they didn't, just that people have the right to not be thrilled when seated right next to an infant who cries the whole way. And that they don't have to feel more sorry for her than themselves because she's responsible for bringing the kids onto the plane and creating the situation. I also said that no one but her and her husband are obligated to look after their kids on a flight and it's not fair to expect people around her to help with them. She stormed out and complained to my parents, who backed me up. But our other sister starts dogpiling me too, so I just went home. Am I the a-hole? Yeah, I don't think OP is the a-hole, and both of OP's sisters sound a little bit entitled. Like, nobody owes OP's sister anything. And the fact that she's like, oh, no one gave us reassuring smiles that it's okay when my kids cry. They should help, is so darn entitled. Opie's sister needs to get a grip and realize that she's not entitled to other passengers helping her, nor is she entitled to everyone being over-the-top understanding of her situation. But guys, let me know what you think. With that said, I think that all parents who bring little ones on planes who have tantrums don't want the kids to have tantrums. But at the same time, most aren't entitled, so they don't expect others to just smile through it all and not act annoyed. But that is rslash entitled people for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the stories, didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an rslash malicious compliance episode. Where bosses get taught lessons they won't forget. It's wild. Guys, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.